0: how much suck I have
1: to freaking sit through. I don't know. I mean, does anyone really pay attention to radio anymore?
0: This is getting stupid.
1: You ever been in a cockpit before?
0: No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You
1: ever seen a grown man naked?
0: That may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard of.
1: Your balls have been tempered in the fury of Hell's Dragon. Stupid! You're so stupid! Ladies and gentlemen, your host, JC. Welcome, everybody, to the 510 Podcast. I'm your host, JC. This is episode 26. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Every week, we get to talk to these amazing musicians, producers, you name it. If they're in the music industry, we talk to them here at this podcast. And this week, I'm excited because we have a musician. It's always a thrill when we have musicians on. Uh, This is uh, Mikey Page from This City is, is Ours from London, the UK. Welcome, sir.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be
1: here. Yeah, I'm excited because, you know, usually I have bands that I've heard of or know. I'm in and people um always think, well, that's kind of weird that you have bands that you don't know, but I find these episodes the best because I'm getting to know you just like everybody else. So I just Excellent. like peeling away the onions and getting to know you and the band. But let's start from the beginning. How did you guys get started? Like what was the sort of emphasis be, be behind getting this band started
0: oh dude so uh i mean the city is ours has been a, a long and convoluted process yeah. so um we started in 2015 we uh we were all we'd all been in bands in our own music scenes um uh, i don't know if listeners outside the uk will be familiar with a road called the m25 hmm. which is a big uh, a big motorway that goes all the way around london okay and most uk people um will know it because it's uh, usually a real pain so um <laughs> it's, it's not the most fun road in the world but we all uh, we were all in different places around that road so it's, you know about 60 miles from each other um all in different uh different areas doing different things all been in bands and not really kind of settled on a on a project that was really sort of worthwhile um and we all kind of knew each other remotely from from different things so it's a slightly different setup to some people it's quite often it's people who were friends and you know you started playing at school and and do all of that stuff and you go to college and do all that kind of stuff we didn't really do that it was very much a case of we were all people who were in the industry and kind of wanted to have a go at really going for it and you know putting a band together and a project together that was different and like it unlike anything we've done before um so we started the band and we worked together despite the fact we lived sort of a long way away from each other and we were traveling backwards and forwards. And yeah, there's uh five of us in the band. We we put a couple of VPs out, um, and it seemed to be going pretty well. And uh then we released our debut album. Um, and that went really well. We we got to do some really cool things. Um, you know, been on like a bunch of a bunch of tours across like UK, Europe, we've done download festival, um, Went out, flown out to Sweden, which was amazing. That was great fun. Went and did some stuff like that. So it's really crazy stuff that we weren't really expecting. Um, and then just before the world shut down in, uh, in what would it have been? 2020, I suppose, um, our front man at the time, a chap called Sam, decided that he was going to part ways with the band and pursue other interests. Um, so we actually went and recorded our new album, which is hopefully the album we'll talk a little bit about yeah. later on, yeah, yeah. Um, which is called Coma. We uh, we went and tr- started tracking that record uh, in secret just before lockdown. Um, and we finished all the instrumentation um, just before lockdown, um, but we had no vocalist. So during the various lockdowns and everything else that everyone's been dealing with, we actually had not only to deal with that, but to find ourselves a new vocalist as well. So it was a pretty, uh, pretty wild ride um but we were very fortunate in that we had been working with a photographer videographer uh called ollie duncanson who's a very very talented chap and a friend of the band um, and we knew that he was able to sort of he had a few vocals in the locker but we never really kind of gave it much thought um and then there was a sort of jokey comment made about "Well, oh, you know you could do it if you want <laughs> and he kind of came to me and said were you being serious about that and i was a bit like you being serious about this dude like what are you talking about yeah um and then yeah we went from there we we did it all remotely which again is something we were fairly used to so it was kind of used it was all right for us um and then yeah we Ollie joined the band we went ahead we finished tracking the record um and now here we are putting out new music and getting ready to release our our sophomore album in uh in about eight weeks time which is brightening maybe less than that i think actually so it's yeah it's all a bit a bit of a whirlwind but Look, hopefully that's a quick whistle stop tour that, of how that, we've gone
1: from point a to point b that was amazing i feel like i was on the on the double decker and you just took me through the whole
0: <laughs> hey man you're getting the full guided tour today, i am man it's friend. amazing
1: i'm looking back like when did you think to yourself man this this could actually be something like what was that moment for you when you when you uh when you're like listening to the album or listening to the ep or or just you know the first time think, you all got together like what what was that moment for you
0: I, I think there's there's been a few over the years i mean initially um when we first started talking about forming a band i didn't really want a harsh vocalist or a screamer or whatever you want to call it um i didn't really want one of those in the band at all so i was very much kind of anti that idea yeah um and then we heard i heard sam sort of vocal who was the previous vocalist for the first time so that sticks in my mind because i was kind of like yep yeah, i can work with that even though it's not something that i wanted it was something about his voice just made it work yeah i think probably the main one thinking okay guys we're on to something this this could be good was we we essentially we did that we had no money we recorded where well, we wrote a song in my uh in my flat um and we recorded a demo and it all sounded pretty cool and we were pretty happy with it um, we made a music video and it was it was all good and we, we we released it and it just started just gaining traction. And it was not just our friends and people we knew. And I think that was the thing that was kind of like, oh, OK, there's there's something in this. And there was a lot of people going, oh, can we have more? You know, we what when's something new coming out? And basically we didn't have any money. So it was like we, we couldn't actually record anything else. So it took us nearly uh, it took us over a year to release anything else after that oh wow so it was nice because like we were just building off this one song but then it made it kind of once we then released that ep that was really the sort of turning point of like oh okay there's definitely something in this and um yeah we've just we've been really fortunate to sort of grow steadily grow a really sort of loyal fan base in the uk and and the us and all sorts of places um all over europe and, and beyond really so it's been it's been pretty crazy for the five little lads from london just writing some songs it's crazy to be even sat here with you right now having this conversation it's like it's all kind of we're very grateful and sort of very humble to have been even put in these situations in the first place so it's um yeah we're, we're, we're going to spend the a beginning little is probably the bit
1: yeah we're going to spend a little time talking about how technology's really kind of unlocked mm. how we access things cuz you know, uh, we've been doing this since two thousand eight, and this would have been unheard of in t- two thousand eight to be able to like interview a band over Zoom and connect with all these bands in the way that we've been able to do. And we're going to talk about that. But when you're when you're thinking about how the process for you guys has evolved, first of all, let's we haven't even talked about your sound. Like, describe the sound of the city as ours. Like, how do you how would you describe it?
0: Oh, so um, we've always tried to kind of we're one of those bands where people find it difficult to pigeonhole us and, you know, assign us to a specific genre. And we always get the, oh, they're a metalcore band, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, okay, there's elements of that, but it's not just that. And that's the thing that I think it becomes difficult because there's lots of stuff like, you know, we're really into bands like um, like Wage War is a massive a massive influence on us. Um, bands like Bury Tomorrow, Architects, but then you've got also like Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. But then we've also got kind of pop elements and things like that. So there's a lot of clean vocals, particularly on the new album. I was sort of like, I was trying to explain it to someone in a previous interview. And it's sort of like, you know, there was elements of artists like Justin Timberlake and Prince and wow things like that, that we wanted to try and sort of fuse into this sort of idea of, yeah, there's some of the songs on the on the record are really heavy and they're, they've got that more traditional metalcore element, but then there's other songs that go down the sort of poppier route of being very vocal heavy, lots of vocal production, lots of little synth hooks, but keeping that kind of, you know, big drums, big guitars sort of sound. So yeah, it's some kind of sort of like Frankenstein edition of like early 2000s pop and like metalcore, metal. Filth, really. So that's kind of what we're aiming for, yeah. um, and it, it, we've ended up with a really varied record, which I'm really proud of. So, hopefully, it it communicates itself in the way that I'm hoping it will. But yeah. I guess all will be revealed with that.
1: It's been interesting. We've been spending the last few episodes talking about how the line has been blurred in different genres, right? Like before, yeah. you'd have a genre because you'd have to figure out where your album went in the record store right because when you'd go to a record store you go i need to go to the rap section or i need to go to the country section now these days with you know record stores being pretty much obsolete like there's no thought process around well what genre do we fit under do you think that's just a byproduct of the technology the time the lack of brick and mortar stores or why why do you think that's happening more and more now
0: I think it's just uh, like it's it's part and parcel of the world, isn't it? It's like there's so many changes going on in the world. Uh, you know, technology has given us so much choice, both in the production of music and actually making it in the first place, as well as the way that it's accessible to everyone. Um, pretty much wherever you are in the world these days, you know, mm-hmm. is you know, there's most places you'll be able to get hold of most things in some res- you know, shape or form. So it's it's made it way more like the boundaries. And the limitations that were there once have been blown wide open because you, there's what are those limitations? If, if you can do things, you know, there's bands around the world that never play shows. They are completely online based bands based in different countries, different continents, whatever. That's wild that, that to me. Have successful successful careers doing things like that, and it's like if you can do things like that, then you know the idea of genre limitations to me is just completely alien because it's like it's it's just not a thing anymore. Right. Why 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 should you stick to something? just on the premise that it it's a label. Like there's no right. need to do it anymore, and I think that's why we're starting to see a lot more people moving into this this idea of trying different things and fusing genres and layering things together and experimenting and it, it's making for a really sort of interesting landscape of of music in general yeah. both in these sort of like rock metal genres but also right out into you know like you say rap country
1: it's um fascinating pop, to me. You know,
0: all that sort of stuff it's all it's all and i love the fact that it all blurs like i'm a big i'm a big advocate for taking the you know the idea of genre boundaries and throwing them away because there's so much sort of gatekeeping goes on with oh you can't like this band or i like this band because they're this and it's like end of the day like it because you like it that's the way i see it you know if you like something because you you dig it then what else is important so that's the way i see it anyway but
1: for me it's fascinating because i remember when run dmc and aerosmith got together and did walk this way and it just blew everybody away right and now like we've gone from that to like fuck genres like it just doesn't matter Dude. right and it's just fascinating Man. to have 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 been there to see all of the different ways this is <sighs> adapted over time it's just uh as you said it's super cool talk a little bit about the you know we talked a little bit about your process but how does that changed over time you have a new singer now with this new album how has the process for you guys changed if at all
0: um i think this this record particularly We've, we've always been quite collaborative. I think it's, it's important to say that we've always been quite collaborative as a band and we have, uh, everyone has their own ideas. And, and you know, obviously there's certain elements where quite often I'll be involved in the early stages of a song in its conception, but not always. Sometimes it will be a couple of the other guys or, or one of the other guys or whatever. And then we'll all kind of chip in our and add our little sort of two pence worth. Um I think the thing that was slightly different with this record is that was still very much a thing, but like the the way that the theme started to work itself out, it was very personal to me. So there was quite a sort of clear vision of how I wanted it to kind of piece together in the sort of lyrical content. And as that started to uh, to take shape, the other things started happening around us, and one of which being Sam, Sam sort of deciding to leave the band what that made was a little bit more of a direct route, which is something we haven't really done before in that there was a, it was a much more focused idea and a much more sort of focused ideology in terms of moving everything forwards and the method in which we were putting it together. Cause the album was actually written before we found Ollie. So mm-hmm. there was this whole extra layer of how are we going to fit this guy who's got this voice, this wicked, but very different to what we had before. Into this album that is already very different to what we have already done. The so the last record is my I love the Low album, but it was very uh it was much more kind of traditional sounding kind of rock metal slash metalcore album. Whereas this one is way more kind of risky in the in the genre sort of boundary pushing that we were talking about. There's much more of that on this record ready so nice. then you factor that as well as an extra vocalist it made for this extra uh this whole different process but the exciting part about it i guess is that for the new for what comes after coma whether it be a new album or whatever there's going to be another process after that as well because it's going to be the first time that ollie comes into the fold in the writing process so it's going to be another whole layer so like we were saying before is adding all these collaborations and all these different people's views and opinions and everything else, there's another whole path to explore there and another life worth of experience to, to sort of lean on for, for inspiration. So I think we're very kind of like, we like to try and sort of live in the moment. And I think that's kind of the big thing with it is to sort of just write songs for how we feel they should be. And I think that's part of the reason that the albums come out so varied is because sometimes it's, we're in that mood we're going to write something really heavy we're going to write something with big breakdowns and very angry and lots of shouting yeah. and other songs have come out the total opposite of that really like there's you know some real pop songs with you know it's more about the vocals and right. being emotive and allowing people to relate to the lyrical content and and you know in some cases jump up and down and bounce around and sing along in their cars so it's a real varied, varied thing and I think that is really from the process and it's exciting to know that there's another round of that coming after this which is great
1: you know we've been as you mentioned in lockdown for a long time but shows are starting to come back you know we're seeing some bands that are going i'm going to go back in hiding for a bit until things blow over a bit more but shows are happening for your guys show what do you hope people get go away with when when they when they walk away watching a show from you guys like what's what's the what's the hope I just, I just hope that that people can feel something. That's really what it
0: is. I think there's been so much numbness in the way that the world has been in the last, you know, eighteen months, two years, whatever, you know, however long we want to varied wherever we are, isn't it? It's slightly different yeah. for everyone. But um, in that period of time, is so much kind of just being suppressed and being, you know, just slaves to the system almost as much as it was necessary like it's it's kind of just you know we're having to just do as we're told and do as we're asked and it can be very kind of lifeless in the in the delivery of how we're you know we're living almost there's you know there's elements of you know routines going out the window and you're essentially just kind of living day to day just doing you know existing rather than living so I think for me whether it be you know elation or sadness or you know crying crying tears or happy tears sad tears moshing so hard that you want to like punch somebody or you know whatever it is like I just want people to feel something just to be together and be in that moment and just completely absorbing that moment and obviously what we have created in that in that moment because for us this is huge too because we're playing the first shows with the band in this era right at the same time so it's like it's that for us is such a huge emotional explosion of like look at what we've been doing we're desperate to get back out and be with just be with people just be out there and, and do this with people again and that's all I really hope you know even if it's you know people don't necessarily you know vibe with what we're doing or whatever it's kind of like to me that's cool like if you're there and you've kind of experienced it and it wasn't for you at least you were there and at least you kind of experienced it and know that you didn't like it yeah rather than just this whole idea of just sort of I I think everyone's so tired of just being at home or just being locked away and having to deal with life in that way I think it's really it's just going to be really exciting to be back out there like I said as long as some people just take something home from it yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that, that's all I'm looking for
1: it was weird, I went to my first show in over a year and a half two weeks ago and it was an outdoor show thankfully and it was just, it was a lot of fun to see people again out there happy, getting together forgetting our differences about whatever stupid political argument we want to get into this week and just forget about it and have fun like, I want that to come back as soon as humanly possible right, like, ugh this is ridiculous it's wild man it's yeah. wild it's been a strange strange strange
0: experience and you know I, I i've been to a couple of shows now and the first you know the first show i walked into it was it was a you know face covering free zone as well which oh, was wow. odd yeah and all that sort of stuff and you know you were allowed to you know essentially be be normal um whatever normal is anymore right, but um right. we were allowed to do that and um the first like instance it was very odd you know it's quite sort of disconcerting but then once you you know you got into the vibe and you felt everything it was kind of like this feels strange but equally amazing we right. were even allowed to be doing this in the first place yeah. so it's, i think it's going to be a an adjustment period for everyone i think it's it's going to be odd but the fact that it's it's looking like this stuff is going to start to happen again is just such a huge huge moment for The industry in general and uh, you know long may it continue hopefully
1: how have you stayed connected with your fans during lockdown like what have what tools have you used have you guys done virtual you know acoustic stuff or anything like that What, what have you done to stay connected dude in the
0: first the first lockdown in the uk so we've had i think we've had three here now so in the first lockdown in the uk we went ham we literally thought of as many different things as we could to try and just give people some form of entertainment. So there was little acoustic sets, there was um, you know, a couple of the guys in the band hosted like quizzes online and did like or, like a pub quiz with prizes and we gave away merch and money and stuff like that just to try and give people something fun to do because yeah. there was nothing else going on. So we, we tried things like that. Um, we did uh what i mean our drummer took an art class one wow. sunday afternoon that was super weird when he <laughs> suggested that we were like okay dude if you want to do that so we did some kind of online art class thing but it went really well that's everyone, amazing everyone did well we did a i mean our bass player um shaved his head for charity so that was pretty cool that's amazing he um yeah he did a big charity head shave thing so we really laid it on pretty thick um but then it kind of got to the point where we sort of exhausted every every avenue we could think of within the you know the confines of being at home and being away from each other as well. So that was the other thing. Yeah. Obviously, we were doing this remotely ourselves. We kind of got to the point where we were like we sort of spoke to everyone and we've got like an online group and things like that where we we speak to our fans and we, you know, we we connect with our fan base and really try and you know the most important part of this whole thing is is them so we, we try and make sure that we're on the ball with that and um we did we just sort of put a statement out and said look you know we've we've given you everything we can we don't want to put out like rubbish content essentially right um if it's going to be trash we don't want to do it so you know we're going to take a little break have a breather and then you know we'll start doing a few other things and that's what we did you know, gradually came in started doing a few live sessions little safe space things where nice. people could like join in and and do their own thing we really sort of came off the gas a little bit because we just we didn't want to just be chucking random like crap right. at everybody for yeah, no right. reason really it was getting the balance right I think was always going to be the difficult part but um but yeah it's just just any way we could t- just to try and connect with people that was the thing that was I think we've all missed more than anything else is just to be with other people just yeah. to be able to to communicate and socialize and like I say feel something that's yeah. the big thing for me is just there's this such a huge overarching like sense of gloom almost that it's like just to be out there and just to be in a room with people and just just to vibe and feel something and laugh together and cry yeah. together was like that's what it's all about for me so we did what we could to try and encourage that online but there was only a certain amount of that we could realistically achieve before we had to sort of knock that on the head as well really. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean we've we we're still going, so something must have worked. But yeah. it's um it's been a bit of a process.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I think the best uh best one I've saw I've seen online is uh there was a band that did a cooking class and all the dishes were based on uh were themed around their songs. So if this <laughs> So like, they did like a a pie and they did a pork uh barbecue pork. Like it was just every episode was based on their song it's just a theme around their song or a run on a pun from their song or something like that oh, i just, love that it was so such much. a great idea and i was like absolutely oh, this is wild. yeah it's so brilliant to just kind of like everything was had a lead back to a song or something they were it was so cool but i mean it's to your point like you're trying to figure out how to be creative with the content and not put out crap and it's so hard when you just kind of like are trying to figure out how to best connect with people and and uh people can get burned out by just like <laughs> i i've heard zoom fatigue is a real thing and i've i've experienced it myself so it's it's hard man
0: dude I mean, I think if I ever do another Zoom quiz again in my life, it will be too soon. <laughs> you know, I mean, I did so many. Well, Mikey, lockdown. you're gonna be it's excited
1: so... because this portion is the quiz of the interview. <laughs> <No>. Yes, <laughs> snap. <laughs> right. Let's go. Yeah, no, it's
0: uh, it's just one of those where I, you know, we did it was great, and everyone did what they needed to do. But I think once you've exhausted something, yeah, um, of a, a resource, you know, Zoom is a wonderful thing. Don't get me wrong; it's a, the ability to be able to connect with people. All over the world in an instant is wild but at the same time it's like when it's the same old questions about the top 10 most important or most liked toppings on
1: a jacket potato it's like (laughs) i'm I'm done with it i mean i don't need that anymore that's so funny hey so you know we we spent a little bit of time talking about technology earlier in the interview but i really want to dig it a little deeper we talked about using technology to connect with the fans you and I are sitting here on Zoom you're half a world away how has technology really helped shape the future of the music industry and how is it going to shape it going forward like where do you think we're headed in the music industry
0: uh, to be honest with you if i think it's it's getting to a point where i'm not sure in in what way but i think there's going to be a change because it's 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 going it's going so far the other way now where everything is all technology based and you know if you look at the last obviously we've been limited with what we can do in the world but if you look at the last few years I think you know there was there was a large period where you know I would numbers at shows were were dwindling a little bit particularly like on the underground scenes and the you know the lower scenes you know the bigger bands never really struggle because that's the way that it works but it's like it's been harder and harder and harder for smaller bands to do that so as much as it's easier to share what you're doing there's such an oversaturation of the market that it becomes so flooded that I do think eventually there will come a tipping point where it will go the other way. This is going to help because the numbers it shows, I think are going to will increase in general, because people just want to go out and just be around other people again, like-minded people doing what you're doing. So I, you know, I think it's such a wonderful tool and such a great thing that we are in a situation and we live in a world where we are able to create music, brand music, market music, publish music without even leaving the house right is wild like it's a crazy situation there's just not something even as you know 20 30 years ago it wasn't a thing and now right. we're here, able to release albums ep singles whatever literally from the comfort of our own bedrooms it's wild but there is an element of you know it does it then becomes so oversaturated that you then have this whole kind of like you've lost the essence of what actually makes it kind of great in the first place. So I think it's good. I don't know, like I say, I'm not entirely sure how, but I do think there will be some kind of tipping point where, you know, the everything, like if you look at corporations and things over the years, a lot of the time something will get so big to the point that it kind of explodes and it just sort of falls apart. MySpace is a great example. It was like the biggest thing ever, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of like it got overtaken by the next thing, and yeah. something else changed the system and changed. You know, MySpace is a thing of the past now.
1: Well, I was going to say, so, like, it certainly was a platform that gave people this vehicle, and it and it uh, and it made anybody who ever thought they could pick up an instrument believe they could be a rock star. And what I absolutely. think it did right was it it changed the way A and R was done at labels. A and R used to be. You go to a show, you see a raw band at some stinky little bar, and you go, they have a future. They're raw, but they have a future. And then A&R, A&R would go around and, like, mold them to be something, right? Now it's like, yeah. how many views do you have on your YouTube page? Okay, you're probably an, something we can sign and make money off. That's what a has become, right? Exactly that. And, and I think, to your point, it, there's going to be a tipping point where people are just so done with it and want to go backwards a little bit to, like, that um analog feel, not a digital thing, yeah. but an analog feel, right?
0: There's just so many pit there's
1: like so many little like you know pitfalls
0: to that whole idea because I've I, so many times we've been very lucky in the city have always like had a steady incline of like we've just gradually tipped along, tipped along and you know our, gradually our numbers have gone up and things have happened. But we've always been very much a live band. That's what we like to do. We like yeah. to be out, we like to be touring, playing shows, connecting with people. We've seen bands come and go who have, you know, come from being nobody to being way bigger than we are, and then disappear again, hmm. like on multiple, multiple occasions. And it's like I think there's a sort of it's almost sort of quite disingenuous because there has been multiple times where you know we've been put on tours with a band or something, and it's like oh we're going out with these guys. You check out the check out the numbers. You check out the views. You go, oh wow, you know they they're doing really well, and then you go out to the show, and there's no one really there to see that band. So it's completely superficial because yeah. it's all, it's all there. And you know we've got like a nice little following and it's gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. You know, yeah. I'm not for a second suggesting that we're the only people in the world that are doing that. Sure. But there's, there's pockets of that all over the place and there's pockets of people that are killing numbers online. And then there's pockets of people that are doing both. And yeah. I think that's the thing is it's, it's all so far, you know, um, bias to, to one side at the moment. I think it's going to, you know, we're going to start to see it kind of turn back the other way because people are that connection with live music is the reason that's the one thing that's remained constant the whole time. That's, you know, right. Yeah. Since live music was a thing in the, you know, whenever in the 1800s with the little man on the corner playing <laughs> his lute, you know, yeah. it's like, it's that's, that hasn't ever gone away. And yeah. I think that's the thing is there's been so much focus on the the sort of technical, technological side of it. It's going to be interesting to see, And I'm all for the sort of live music becoming much more prevalent again in the way that people are thinking about this machine of an industry. Because if we keep pumping money into it in the way that we are and just churning out, you know, sort of this manufactured idea of we can make a few pounds off this or a few dollars off this and and then send it on its way and, you know, make way for the next thing. It's no fun for anyone. There's no longevity in it, and it needs to be addressed, I think. But yeah. it's going to be a natural process. It's not something that can be forced.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And I think the lesson there for any band is, like, you still got to do the hard work. Like, go out there, get in your shitty van, get in your shitty trailer that might get broken into three times in the tour, and just do the oh, fucking yeah. work, right? Like, that's, I yeah, think, dude. that bands need to do. Um, that's Mikey, the... Theater. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find you online?
0: Um. So, we are... The City is Ours UK the city is ours uk um all one word on you know the forward slashes on facebook on twitter on instagram we're at the city is ours uk we're on tiktok now which is a
1: whole new world oh god
0: dude we feel very
1: old on there we can spend a lot of time talking about the tiktok thing i just don't understand it but
0: it's, it's wild, isn't it? But it's, yeah. it's one of those things we're on TikTok now. Um, and you can also find us at www.thecityisours.co.uk. Loads of pre order bundles and things like that for the record are all on there. Um, which is out, so yeah, new album Coma out on the 22nd of October 2021. Um, and there's vinyls and CDs and merch and yeah, and some custom wrestling belts on there at the what? moment. Don't ask, some custom wild situations. Wow, but, that's yeah, amazing. We made a uh we made a wrestling music video so go and check that out but um yeah there's there's some wrestling belts on the merch store as well so there's all sorts on there but everything is it's all run by us directly at the moment um it. there's pre-orders available on Impericon, there's impericon.com as well which is wild um but yeah it's all run by us on www.thecasars.co.uk so everything every pre-order will be helping us directly so if you are it. out there listening and you're interested Please do go and check it out because every every little bit really does help and makes a huge difference to us and allows us to continue doing this and making music for you. So,
1: well, we're excited. Yeah. Coma, as you said, comes out October twenty second. Everybody, go pick it up. Mikey, thanks so much for doing this. this. is a lot of fun. Um, and I, you know, when you if you ever make it out here to the West Coast, let's uh, grab a pint, huh? Please, I'm counting on it. Yeah, it's all right,
0: buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks,
1: Mikey. Yes, thanks a lot. You've been listening to the 510 radio on the 510.com. Any rebroadcast, transcription or dissemination in whole or in part is strictly prohibited unless given express written consent by the 510.com or its officers. All music played on the 510 radio and the 510.com is copyright of the respective owners. This has been a production of the 510.com.